old timers called it having your expectors turned on. Which means if, you, if you're not expecting anything, then, then you're not getting anything. But if you're expecting something from God, you receive something from God. It's like Jesus said so many times, especially when ministering to the sick, he said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Well, he's saying the same thing today. Jesus has not changed. And he's saying the same thing to us today. According to our faith, so be it unto us. Amen. So uh, we bless you today. Glad to have you in church on Veterans Day. I know a uh, pastor took the time to honor our veterans on uh, 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 Sunday morning. And if you're here tonight, once again, we do honor you and thank God for your service to our nation for which we are forever grateful. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, a lot of times we save this for the end, but tonight I want to just go ahead and make you aware right up front that if you wanted to go ahead and uh, get in on the giving tonight, whether, whether you're uh, uh, giving your tithe to the Lord or, or an offering, uh, you can do it multiple ways. You can go ahead and uh, 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 text your gift to 28950. Text is one way to give. You can give online by going to faithccenter.com. You can drop that check in the mail to Faith Christian Center, 95 Sagamore Road, Seekonk, Massachusetts, 02771. Or those of you that are here tonight, on your way out, you can go ahead and drop your uh, offering envelope in uh, one of the offering containers right in the back of the church. And I'll tell you what, I believe in giving. You know, I don't tell people to tithe because they come to my church. You know, I tell people to tithe wherever they go to church. <laughs> I don't have any hidden motive when I'm telling somebody to be a giver. No, I say, yeah, I'm not telling, oh yeah, go ahead and put your money there because I'm on staff there. No, no, I tell people wherever God has planted you and called you to be, you be a big giver contributor to the house both in your finances and your volunteering with everything you got amen and i'll tell you i'm a big believer in giving because my wife and i we we do it we practice it and glory to god i'll tell you you know there's times where we just get so excited about it, we do a dance in the kitchen i'm telling the truth we are cheerful givers we we, we get happy on purpose hallelujah some people give and say, well, there, there it goes. We give, we say, here it comes. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Your perspective, whether you got God's perspective on something or, or a natural perspective on something makes all the difference in the world. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and bring one of my waters over here. I appreciate my man Dennis hooking me up tonight. He always gives me a double portion, and, and most of the time I use it. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get into the Word of God specifically um, regarding two very simple words that, that are uh, put together in the Bible pretty frequently. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. There's multiple Greek words that, that are found in the New Testament describing this word watch or sometimes watching. Um, it, it's, but the, they carry the, basically the same connotation, uh, the idea of being vigilant, the idea of being awake. In some cases, it describes it as just being sleepless. Now you say, oh, Lord, come on, Pastor Ray, I'll try to get me my good eight hours of sleep. You talk to me about sleeplessness. Well, well uh, understand, here, here's the thing. Uh, th this is actually talking about your spirit, not your body. Jesus don't mind you sleeping. As a matter of fact, Jesus set a good example. When trouble was going on, he was asleep in the back of the boat. <laughs> so, so Jesus didn't mind sleeping, so there's no problem for us to sleep either. But, but sleep for your body is not for your spirit. I need you to hear me tonight. Now your spirit can enjoy rest, 
but not sleep. Oh, somebody. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Hallelujah. So you can enjoy rest. But sleep is not for your spirit. There, there, there's the sense in this word of being sober, of being calm and collected in spirit, uh, uh, of keeping awake and, and keeping alert, keeping on the walks, staying ready. All captured in these words that talk about watching. And one of the first things I want you to realize is that watching, being vigilant, being, being awake, being, being sober, being ready, being attentive, it puts you in a position of strength. How many of you think being strong is a good thing? Yeah, it is. Amen. First Corinthians 16 and verse 13, the apostle Paul said, watch. Stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 2 captures something very interesting, especially when it comes to strength. It says, be watchful. And strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. These are the words of Jesus here as he's dealing with the seven churches of Asia Minor. And in this case, he's telling the church, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. In other words... You only got a few things remaining, and what's remaining here is about to fade out. It's about to die itself. You need to be on the watch and be alert to keep these things alive. Don't let them die. Don't let these things fade out. You know, it's interesting. You can see even generationally uh, aspects of the, the Word of God, the principles of the Word of God, and some good godly habits. Even people that weren't necessarily believers in Jesus were schooled in what would be some good godly habits. You know, the, the idea of the golden rule, do unto others as, as, as you'd have others do unto you, do even so to them. Some people say it doing to others as you'd have others doing to you. But you've got a lot of people that, that, that don't even have that basic idea of, of, of what we would consider godly living. They're out to do unto others before they get done unto. You know what I'm saying? But I got to tell you, it, it is so vital for us to be watchful to, to strengthen the things which remain because there are things that the enemy is looking to take from us. The enemy is a thief and anything that is helpful, anything that is beneficial, anything that is profitable, the enemy is looking to take those things. When we're watchful, we are strengthening the things which remain. We're strengthening our foundation. We're holding on tight to the things that we have. Jesus, right, as he was addressing these seven churches, also made this statement. He said, hold fast what you have and don't let anyone take your crown. Hallelujah. Hold on to what you got. So watching puts you in a position of strength. It puts you in a position to be brave and strong, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians. But it also puts you in a position where you can strengthen the things which remain. Some things that are about to die don't have to die. If you just be watchful and alert and open your eyes and realize what's going on, some things that are about to slip don't have to slip. But it's watchfulness and alertness in the spirit. They can make the difference. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, watching also puts you in a position of protection. You know, it's interesting that Jesus, 
at, at, at such an hour in his life as being in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of Gethsemane. On the night that he was betrayed, he spoke to his disciples. Matthew 26, 41 records this and says, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus was making a very clear statement. Jesus was making a statement here that, that if you watch and pray, that that would actually uh, uh, keep you from entering into temptation. If you watch and pray, that would be a safeguard, a protection against you entering into temptation. I got to tell you, I personally believe that if Peter was watching and praying rather than falling asleep, he would have had the spiritual strength and the stamina to resist denying Jesus. I personally believe that. I personally believe that why Jesus predicted that he would do that is that Jesus knew that uh, in one, one way that he knew the future, he also knew that it was related to the fact that he would not be able to stand watch and pray, stand God, stay sleepless for a while. You know, we remember the old romantic movie, Sleepless in Seattle. Well, how about sleepless in the spirit? How about some people that are on guard? How about some people that are alert? How about some people that even though your eyes might be heavy, it's like, you know what, I'm going to do what I got to do. If, if, if trouble's on the scene, if trouble's knocking on the door, I'm going to go ahead and stand watch. I mean, if, if, if I got to walk around and pray, I'm going to walk around and pray. I tell one mentor of mine was telling the story. He, he just get up early in the morning and would stand in the bathtub. On that cold porcelain to keep himself awake. Now you say that's kind of radical. Well, you do what you got to do, don't you? Hallelujah. But, but it's not just the idea of staying awake. It's just the idea that, that when, when something has to be done in the spirit, when something has to be uh, worked out, when something has to be worked on, when something has to be guarded against in the spirit, we need saints to watch and pray. Hallelujah. Be on guard. Thank you, Lord. Peter, the same one who fell asleep in the garden. Hey, look at the words he uttered later in his life. In his epistle, chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, be sober, be vigilant. You know, that's what watching is all about. Being sober, being vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your uh, brotherhood in the world. Now, here, here we see this, that if you are sober and if you are vigilant, then the, the roaring lion may want to go ahead and knock on your door and say, may I devour you? And you say, no, you may not and will not devour me. See, for the ones that are sober and the ones that are vigilant, you know what he's up to. Uh, you, 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 can, you can tell when, 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 he's, when he's coming your way. You have a sensitivity. You got a knowing that he's up to something and you can deal with it and, and you can cancel the assignment. I love it when people pray like this, when they cancel the plans of the enemy, when they know he's up to something, he's trying to get something done in your life, in your family, in our nation. But when the church rises up and cancels the plans of the enemy, Oh, that's something to somebody. So being sober and being vigilant puts you in a position where rather than being devoured, you have protection from the one who's seeking to devour you. And rather than being devoured, you're resisting him and you're steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. Consider these words of Jesus. This is Luke 21. And verse 36, and after Jesus is talking about a, a lot of the signs of things coming and, and, 
and things pertaining to the time of the end, he says this, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now I got to tell you, when you start thinking about some of the things that have been predicted in the word of God that are coming our way and you think the possibility of being counted worthy to escape, hey, count me in somebody. Count me in. And to stand before the son of man. See, to stand before the son of man, that, that, that's, that's not you when, when, when you are... Uh, Hanging your head in shame. No, no, no. That's not you when you want to go ahead and be anywhere else but there. Oh, Lord, I I wish I would have done better. But when you're standing before the Son of Man, you're standing there without regret. You're standing there, as John said in his first epistle, having boldness in the day of judgment. And how did you get to the point where you were counted worthy to escape these things and to stand before the Son of Man because you were watching and praying always. You say, well, Pastor Ray, does that mean we just do it every minute of the day? Well, you know, I I remember some good words that just stuck with me a long time ago. Uh, There was a man who said, I never pray for longer than 10 minutes and I never go 10 minutes without praying. And it's just the idea that there's always a continual flow going on, a continual connection being had. Where, where, where you know, your, your first reaction is you can't find your phone. Say, Holy Spirit, I know you know where it is. You live inside of me. Help me out. Of course, sometimes I talk to some family members that got to pray that prayer a little too often. It's like, come on, why don't you just put it down in the same place every time? <laughs> Anybody do that? I won't look. I won't look. You know, it's our secret tonight, praise the Lord. But you see, watching will put you in a place. Watching and praying always puts you in a place of protection. Not just here during this life that we're living in, this journey we're on right now. But even when it comes to the day where we're standing before him, uh, we get to escape some things that other people aren't escaping. And we get to stand confidently having boldness before him at the coming of the son of man hallelujah praise god forever now watching will also put you in a position of readiness someone say readiness you know um There's nothing like the feeling of being caught unprepared. That's just an an awful feeling, isn't it? And uh, it is the will of God for us not to be caught unprepared, but to be in a position of readiness. And watching and praying puts you in a position of readiness. Revelation 16, 15 uh, Jesus' statement there said, Behold, I am coming as a thief. And it said, Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Now, uh, there, there are several renderings of that verse. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, some kind of lean one way, some lean the other. Um, uh, one is that you're, you're guarding your wedding garments so that nobody takes your wedding garments. Remember Jesus talked about that parable where somebody was there without a wedding garment? He couldn't go to the party. So you having your wedding garment is a very important thing. So blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. But also, there, there's another dimension of this that, that some translations bring out. And, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the, they're both in line with truth, so I don't mind putting both shades of uh, meaning out to you. The other thing that, that I've seen 
is blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments clean. Because here's the thing. First of all, you don't want to be found out, found without a garment for any reason. You don't want to be found without a garment because you allowed that garment to be stolen by somebody. And you don't want to be found uh, with, with a garment that's got spots on it when you're supposed to go with yourself all unspotted and stuff. And the, the kind of bride that Jesus is coming for, we know this, Ephesians 5.27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that, that, that she should be holy and without blemish. So one way or the other, watchfulness is so vital to this because you having your garments, either just the fact that you, you maintain your garments and don't let them be stolen, or you're keeping your garments clean so that you're ready to go to the wedding party when the wedding party happens. Are you with me tonight? Amen? Readiness, a position of readiness. Jesus said, Mark thirteen thirty three. he said, take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it. What's it there? Prayer. You're being vigilant in your prayer. You're being watchful in your prayer. You're, you're, you're praying And you're watching things in the spirit. You're using your spiritual alertness, your spiritual vision to be able to see things that need to be addressed, things that need to be prayed out, prayed for, prayed through, and deal with it. You see, there's something to that. And I think we've so got into the habit of, oh, Lord, we pray for for for. John and, and Mary, and we pray for, for, for uh, uh, you know, this one and that one. And, and you, you know, uh, we, we, we have got into such a situation where we're just kind of rote in our prayer. And, and, and you know, uh, we got this nice little sliced out piece of prayer and, and, and nice little words. And, you know, we, we, we know exactly how to say in Jesus' name, just right, and, you know, all that. But, but, but you know, God wants our prayer to, to go up a level beyond that, where our prayer is one that is happening with watchfulness, with vigilance, where we're looking out and, and seeing in, in the Spirit, believing God for, for clear insight into the Spirit of things that are up and coming, things that God wants to do that can be prayed out so that the plan of God is getting done, but also the ability to see things that the enemy wants to do that you can stand against and say, uh-uh, uh, ain't happening here. So vigilance in prayer is so important because when you put watching and praying together, you, you've got somebody who, who is spiritually aware and therefore they're not getting caught off guard, off guard by things that are happening and coming against them. They're aware of the intentions of God. They're aware of the intentions of the enemy. And they're watching and praying. And praying based on what they've been watching. And I'm not talking about you watching TV. I'm talking about you watching in the spirit. Watching and seeing the things that God wants to do. And praying that out. Getting that done. Say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, the, um, I believe it was the, uh, the, the founder of the Methodist Church, John Wesley. And he said this, it seems that, the, uh, and this is the essence of it, not, not an exact quote, but, but it seems that, that God is in a position where he can do nothing for man except man ask him. 
Wow. Now, that's not an exact quote, but that covers the essence for it, because it was what he was saying is that it's an interesting thing to observe that that, that if, if God wants to do something and it can be God's will, God's desire, God's plan, but somebody still need to ask for it. It's like, what, why would Jesus, I mean, you know God wants everybody saved. I mean, the Bible is so clear about that. The scripture says that, that, that it is God's will that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Yet Jesus made this statement that the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'd send forth laborers into his field. Which means even though it's something that is clearly God's will, he still needed somebody to pray about it. Woo! Did he catch that? Something that is absolutely positively God's will. But he still commissioned somebody to pray and told them specifically what to pray to get that job done. Let's see, where was I? Let's see, Colossians 4, 2, that's where I was. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some other verses here. First Peter 4, 7 says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, because of this, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Now, if you could have Peter utter that statement back 2,000 years ago, you are more close to at hand now than you were at hand then. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? If those were last days then, Lord knows we last days now. If it was near the end of all things then, then you got to know it is very much near the end of all things right now. And therefore the need for saints to be serious and watchful in prayer. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 5. Some of the last words the apostle Paul spoke. This was the last chapter of the last book that he wrote before he was beheaded. In Rome, and he says this, but you be watchful in all things. There's something here that we've missed. The, 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 there's an element that, that, you know, we've just kind of been going along happy-go-lucky and, and, and have not noticed some things that if we had any kind of uh, alertness and awareness in the spirit going on I mean it'd be right there it'd be so obvious but we've got some saints and I'm not picking on anybody I, 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 I don't want to be this way myself I don't want you to be that way but, but, but imagine the tendency uh, of going along with something right there in your face and you don't even notice it something right there in front of you and you don't even notice it because of spiritual, not spiritual rest, spiritual sleep. Now the Lord wants you to have spiritual rest. Those who have believed have entered into rest. Praise the Lord. But not spiritual sleep. No, spiritually speaking, he wants you to be alert. He wants you to be aware. He wants you to know what's going on. And know how to deal with it in the spirit. And that's an important thing. We're talking about dealing with things in the spirit. Because, you know, and it's not that you don't have natural things to do and, and natural ways of, of tending to things. But, but if you don't do it in the spirit, it's kind of like this. Uh, you, you can go ahead and uh, 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 you, you can mow the lawn. And then wonder why those same old weeds come back up. Anybody ever done that before? Mow the lawn and those same old weeds, those same old dandelions and other stuff like that come up. Why is that? Because if you mow the lawn, you're dealing with something on a surface level. If you want to get rid of those things, you deal with them from the root. 
And God is a God who's calling his people to deal with things in the spirit because when you deal with it in the spirit, you are dealing with it from the root. The call that God gave the prophet Jeremiah is so beautifully descriptive of that very thing. As a matter of fact, God called Jeremiah and gave him six things to do. Four of those things had to do with tearing things down and rooting things up. And two of them had to do with building things back up again. Which means a lot of the time, there is more work that has to be done with tearing down something old that don't belong than there is to even build up the right thing that needs to be there. But I got to tell you, glory to God, I believe that God's calling us to a place where we're going to go ahead and do things, deal with things in the spirit, get rid of things that need to be got rid of uh, in our own lives, pulling down strongholds in our mind, thought patterns that have been there that have held us back where, where, where you know, it, it, it's funny. Uh, you, you can go ahead and find somebody else who's dealing with the same thing and you preach a real good sermon to them. And you are absolutely convinced that this is the truth for them. But you're dealing with the same thing yourself. You need to preach that sermon to yourself. You need to believe that thing for yourself. It's not just true for the other person. It's true for you too. And I got to tell you, we, we need to be in a position where we're dealing with things. Tearing down strongholds in our mind. Tear, tearing down imaginations. Things that are exalting themselves against the word of God. But then also in places of prayer that we go in and deal with the root of things. Let me give you an example. This is a very simple example, but, but I think it'll help. Uh, I was praying. Somebody turned in a request one time. And, and the, the, it was for financial provision. And I'm about to go into my, my mode of Philippians 4.19. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And I was ready to go and... You know, just, just let those financial uh, promises, those provision promises start flowing. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, I just had to freeze. Right in my spirit, I heard, they're not tithing. And the fact that they're not in covenant with God regarding their finances is the root of their problem. Woo! That totally turned the direction of the prayer. Because rather than just going into my mode of quoting provision verses... What I did is I prayed that they would uh, be filled with the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God regarding tithing and regarding giving and receiving. That's what they needed. Because until that got fixed, they were going to stay in the fix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until that got fixed, nothing else was getting fixed. And so we see that as an example of not just praying something on the surface, but praying the very root of the problem. And when you're watching, the Spirit will reveal to you the roots of problems. Both when you're praying for yourself, when you're praying for others, and when you're praying for your federal, state, and local government too. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to go ahead. We'll skip over First uh, Thessalonians 5, 6. Let's go to Ephesians six eighteen, And I want you to realize that watchfulness, and we're going to wrap up right here. Watchfulness is connected to wearing the armor of God. Watchfulness is connected to wearing the armor of God. This is Ephesians 6 where Paul just got done uh, talking about put on the whole armor of God and he described the armor. He described the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and, and the breastplate of righteousness and having your feet shod with the, those protective shoes of peace. And then uh, uh, he talked about taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So in the context of talking about the armor of God, he talks about watching. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I'll tell you what, it's time to get our armor on. It's time to be very, very cognizant and very aware of the fact that, that we need to be fully functioning in what God has given us to function in as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
and that this is connected, being watchful to this end. There's a connection between watchfulness and the armor of God. We see it once again in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. That's one of those words that describe watchfulness. Be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So once again, we see that connection between uh, being sober, being watchful, and putting on the armor of God. And I want to read one more thing to you before we pray tonight. And, And this just describes something real beautifully. That we, as children of God, can, can, can actually be doing the work of God, building the thing that God wants built, getting the things done that he wants done. And yet at the same time, you ready, you ready to deal with things. You're on the watch at the same time. Look at this. This is Nehemiah 4 and verse 17 as they were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. It says, those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other held a weapon. Whoa, don't you like that? They were building the wall. They had one hand constructing and bricklaying. And with the other one, they had their weapon. Why is that? Because they were practicing something that we would call watchfulness. They were being vigilant. They were being aware of what was going on, aware of their surroundings. And you, just like them, can be one who's getting things done in the spirit and being watchful and aware of the surroundings and not being ignorant of the tactics of the enemy. You can be one like the psalmist said, you got the high praises of God in your mouth and you got a two edged sword in your hand. Praise the Lord. Anybody ready to watch and pray tonight? Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and dig in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray tonight. Lord, uh, you said that first of all, so if you say first of all, we're going to do it first of all. First of all, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we would lead a quiet, peaceable life. And Lord, I, I, I pray for, uh, for the situation here in, in our nation. Lord, you, you know the situation. You, you, you know that, uh, 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 we, uh, that, that on, on one end, it, it seems apparent that there is a new president-elect and on the other hand, the, the president who's still in office is, is looking to, uh, to have a, a confirmation that things were done uh, according to, uh, according to uh, honesty and, and, and truth. Lord, uh, you're God and you know. So Lord, we're praying for the situation in our country. And Lord, you as the God who is wise, the God who is uh, just, the, the God who is true, we depend on you, O oh God. And we pray, Lord, that this situation that's happening in our nation, Lord, that it would be dealt with, that it would be dealt with according to the spirit of God, according to, to uh, justice, according to truth. And Lord, uh, if there's anything that needs to be revealed, that it would be revealed. But Lord, that ultimately the things would be dealt with in a way that is right in our nation. And Lord, that this, uh, that this pending situation would be settled and that it would be settled according to the will and the plan of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for, for those that are in authority. Lord, we pray. Lord, we're, we're praying for, for uh, judges that, that may be involved in things, Lord. Uh, uh, the, those on, uh, in, in, in state courts, the, those also in the Supreme Court of the United States. Father, we're, we're praying that they would judge righteously, judge according to, to truth. Lord, that they would not uh, judge according to uh, partisan affiliation, but, but Lord, that they would uh, judge according to, to that which is right, according to you, and according to your holy standard. 
And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, that, that from the, the White House to the local city hall, Father, that you would raise up, raise up, raise up men and women of integrity, men and women of righteousness. Thank you, Lord, those who will take a stand for, for, for what's right, those who will take a stand for, for justice, those who take a stand for truth, those who take a stand for life, life in the womb and life out of the womb. They would stand up for life in every way that life manifests. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we, we, we pray tonight. There's, there, there's things that need to get done in the spirit. Father, I pray that your church is being stirred up. Stirred up to pray. Stirred up to realize what needs to be dealt with, what needs to be prayed out, so that things are being prayed out in a way that, that is right. Things, things are being prayed out according to the will of God, according to the plan of God, according to what you want for our nation, O oh God. Because, Lord, we as the saints are praying. We as the saints are seeking your face. Lord, uh, there are some people that are not cognizant in any way of whether the nation's going your direction or not. But we as the church, we're very cognizant of this. We're very aware of this. And Lord, we know how important it is. So we seek your face. We seek your face, oh God. And we pray, oh Lord, that the, the United States, that the plan that you have for the United States would be fulfilled. That the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ would continue to be uh, propagated from the shores of this nation into the whole world. Lord, as it's been in the past, we pray that, that more so than ever before, that this would be the launching pad for the gospel to go into the whole world. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that, that it would also be a place where uh, the, the freedom to worship and the freedom to declare the word of God in an uncompromised fashion, the, that freedom would be guarded and protected because we, we, we Lord, are praying for, for the, the success of the church, the continual uh, progress of the church. And, Lord, we believe, according to the words of Jesus, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And that everything that you want to get done and everything you want to get accomplished is getting done. It's getting done. It's getting accomplished. It's being dealt with in the spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for it, Lord. Lord, you know all things. You know all things. And we pray that the, the, the secret thing be revealed. Lord, we pray that, that, that uh, anything that needs to be known would be known. Father, we pray that uh, the, 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 the plan of God would be accomplished for the United States of America. Lord, we pray for the church in America. God, may we, like never before, be watchful and alert. May, may we not be uh, those who are on the sidelines and those who are uh, sidetracked with, with temporal issues, temporary issues, issues that really don't matter in the grand scheme of eternity. Lord, may, be, may we be so aware of the things that you want to get done. And, and Lord, that our priorities would be your priorities. That we would prioritize what you prioritize. That we consider important what you consider important. My God, this is our prayer. Hallelujah. Lord, may we be like those builders of the wall described in the book of Nehemiah. That we're, we're building and we're advancing. And yet at the same time, we're watching and we're alert. Well, we, we got eyes that are uh, aware of what's going on in our surroundings and that we will not allow in any way the, a, an enemy to come in to stop the progress. Lord, that's what they were doing. They were armed because they wanted to go ahead and get the, 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 the wall built 
without an enemy coming in and destroying any of the progress that they're making. And Father, I pray that the church would be so minded in this day. Whoa, glory to God. That we would be so minded in this day to build and to have our armor on and to be ready and to be alert and not allow any enemy because we're watching, because we're sober, because we're vigilant. That we would not allow in any way the enemy to come in and hinder any progress that we're making in building the kingdom of God. This is our prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're praying for everybody in any position of authority. Lord, uh, those on the federal level, state level, uh, city level. Lord, we're praying for those in the the executive branch, the le- legislative branch, judicial branch. Lord, we're praying for those on any side of the aisle, the right side of the aisle, the left side of the aisle, or the middle of the aisle. Father, we're praying for them. We're praying, Lord, Lord, we want to see uh, the fire of God burning in our nation like never before. But Lord, we realize that that starts here. Lord, let our hearts be lit with the fire of God. May we be once again filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. (coughs) Oh God, this is our prayer. Oh God, this is our desire. Because Lord, we failed in some areas. We failed in some areas where we've not watched. We've not been sober and vigilant. And Lord, we've allowed some things to happen on our watch that should have never happened on our watch. And for this, we repent. We've allowed some things to take place. We've allowed some standards to be bent. We've allowed some things that that are just absolutely the antithesis of your will and your way and your word and your direction. And Lord, in, in some ways, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we, we've, we, we've got, either gotten distracted or just looked the other way. And Father, for this, we repent. We repent and we call out to God. Oh, we call out to God. We call out to the only one who could save us, the only one who could help us, the, the only one who is our help. And Lord, may we, as the church, make a fresh commitment to holding up the standard of righteousness, make a fresh commitment to being vigilant and being sober and not being those who are sleeping while something is being stolen right from under us. Uh, sleeping while uh, uh, our, our influence as, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to hold up a standard of righteousness and truth in the land. Lord, may we, uh, may, may we not be sleeping and, and just be absolutely unaware. Lord, may we take a stand and deal with things in the spirit. Lord, in, in, in the realm where, 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 where you are, in the realm where, where, where you get things done. Because, Lord, you are a spirit. Those that worship you, worship you in spirit and in truth. And, Lord, we, we are, come to you and recognize you as the book of Hebrews calls you the father of spirits. And, Lord, may we be people who are very much aware of being in the spirit, staying in the spirit, getting things done in the spirit, in prayer. Oh God, it's so important. It's so important for our nation. It's so important for our world. It's so important for us as individuals. It's so important for the success of the church. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
You know, I want to pray for a few things. Uh, uh, some of the requests that have uh, come in. A gentleman named Dave, who actually had a surgery today, is going to have some uh, heart surgery later in the month. And also uh, praying for Maria for her kidney health. Uh, uh, and uh, we, we, we're going to go ahead and stand for these. And then we're going to go ahead and uh, give you some time to, to go ahead. You can w- watch and pray. You can walk and pray and uh, uh, pray out s- some things that is, as the Lord's directing you and, and, and leading you tonight. Uh, but Father, in Jesus' name, we're joining our faith together both for Dave and for Maria. And Lord, we believe that the life and health Life and health is theirs through the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we speak life to David's heart. We speak life to Maria's kidneys. And in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that they are, uh, uh, that they are both healthy. That heart is beating strong, functioning strong. These kidneys are working just the way that God designed them to function. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That, that the healing power of God is flowing into the lives of these two individuals right now. And we, we curse sickness, we curse disease, we curse dysfunction in the body of any, of any kind. And we thank you, Lord, that the same power that flowed out of Jesus into the woman who had the issue of blood is the same power that's flowing into these bodies right now, driving out that which is diseased and causing health and life to spring forth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Tonight, in the remainder of our time, would you go ahead and uh, whether you want to stay where you are, whether you want to walk, I, 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 and, and, and you know, whether you want to kneel at the altar, you can do, you can do that if you want to. But I, I got to tell you, let's go ahead and just uh, uh, spend about 10 more minutes really focusing in to, to the to the spirit of God and the things that he wants to get done tonight. You, if, even if you don't have a list of things to pray for, he does. And he will lead you and guide you in prayer tonight. So go for it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Those of you that are live streaming tonight... Don't, don't fade out on us. I want you to go ahead and do the very same thing right there in your house that we're doing right here. Stay zoned in to God and to the Spirit of God. And pray according as the Spirit of God is leading you here tonight. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Clarity of insight. Clear vision, clear vision, clear vision. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Lord, for the wisdom of God for parents. Parents raising their children in very trying times. But I thank you, Lord, that there's wisdom from God. Wisdom from God in parents to be able to show their children the way. To be able to to uh, uh, show their children the, 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 the road to travel, how good God is. Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that there's, there's a, a generation that, that does, is not feeling the need to have to go and explore. But I thank you, Lord, that there's a generation that, that's ready to walk with God, ready to continue to advance with God, ready to make progress with God. And not to have to go and get bumps on the head and then come back home. Hallelujah. We stand against that. We stand against the, the, the plans of the enemy in that way. We say those plans will not succeed. They will not prevail. Only the plans of God for our children. Only the plans of God for, for, for this generation that is coming up now will succeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Most in the cost, not on the most. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. What we're going to do as we wrap up our time of prayer tonight, uh, our, our brother, our uh, uh, church elder, and uh, longtime brother and usher, Dennis Sullivan, got something on his heart that uh, 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 fits the moment, and especially in the spirit of uh, what pastors recently preached regarding unity. And so, Dennis, go ahead and share that. Um, I believe, and I think any thinking person can see that the enemy is trying to break up the church, trying to split us up, divide us, even with the virus. Um, I know when I read the word every day, I have a tendency to take it onto myself, at that it's giving instruction to me, and that I'm supposed to do what it's telling me to do. But the Spirit of the Lord is always speaking to his church. He's always looking to us as a body of believers. So that when we read his word, he wants us to be aware that it's us that he's speaking to. That he's speaking to not only us as a congregation, but to the body of Christ throughout the whole world. Can you see the power that's released when you know that when you're reading your word in the morning, or during the day that he's speaking to us, the universal body of Christ. He's telling us to pray. He's telling us to watch. He's telling us to be uh, all the things that Pastor Ray was teaching tonight by the Spirit. There's so much more power to know that we're not a bunch of individual ships floating on a sea trying to do the will of God by what the Word is speaking to us about, but he's speaking to all of us at the same time. So next time you read the word, or next time you pray, bring the whole body of Christ along with you and know that he's not just speaking to you, but he's speaking to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, you, you know what's interesting? Uh, Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3, one of the prayers that, that uh, is just beautifully laid out in the book of Ephesians. And how does he start out praying? He said, we're praying to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Remember that? So, so he's praying to the Father with such an awareness of the fact that th this is the Father of the universal body of Christ. Those that are already there and those that are here on the way to get there. And, and there, there's something about that understanding of, uh, of the, the body of Christ and the universal body of Christ. Where, where, where you, you know, uh, where we often use pronouns like uh, I and uh, me and, you know, I, we definitely understand that. But you look at the, the, uh, the, the wording of Scripture and you see so much that has to do with we and us and one another. The, the, the language of the Bible is so geared towards always having that awareness and alertness of us being the universal body of Christ. And uh, thank you, Brother Dennis, for, for, for sharing that uh, uh, and something that fits right in with what we heard Sunday morning as, as far as the, the, the final prayer that Jesus prayed before he was betrayed, that we would be one even as the Father and him are one. And I'll tell you, that's God's goal and desire for his body. Hallelujah. So me, uh, that, you see, that's part of watching. 
part of watching is when you kind of pick up on something, get to see something in a way that you may not have totally seen it before. You, you might have just been out of focus a little bit, and then you realize, hey, wait a minute. When, when, when God wants us to realize that this is not just his love letter to me, but that this is his love letter for everybody. This is his love letter for the world. This is him speaking to his body. This is him reaching out to all. So, so you can have a personal relationship with the Lord, but not at the expense of understanding that, that, that he's got a big vision and that he's looking after all of his flock, all of his kids, and the body of Christ all around the universe. Glory to God. And I do mean universe because I'm talking about those that are already graduated and those that are still fighting the fight. Amen. Hallelujah. But hey, uh, one thing we want to do, for those of you here and for those of you that are live streaming, uh, before we leave tonight, it is so vital for us not to just go ahead and tell you about how wonderful Jesus is without giving you the opportunity to know him personally. So I want to go ahead and put this call out tonight that if you don't know Jesus, whether you're here in the room, those of you that are viewing by live stream, if you don't know Jesus personally, if you're not fully uh, uh, convinced that if you were to leave planet earth, whether you would go into heaven, into the glory of God.